Hey, what's up, y'all? It's your girl, J-Rose. Welcome to the J-Rose Experience. We have an amazing episode for you today. I sat down with poet and author, Bless Serenity, who shared with us how she uses her voice to heal through some of the trauma she's experienced. I also sat down with lyricist, Nair, who talked about overcoming a major medical setback and having to learn how to walk again. Then we sat down and we shared our perspectives on what support and success looks like to us as creatives. Definitely shared a lot of laughs, sharing our memes <laughs> during the off the top segment. So stick around and keep growing. Today's first guest, I'm super excited because I've been low-key stalking her on Instagram for quite some time now, so I'm really excited to meet her in person. She is a poet, she's an author, she is a cook, she's an entrepreneur, she's a mother of three, and she recently stepped into her journey to heal her mental health, and she has, boy, does she have a story to tell, so please welcome, bless Samantha. Thank you so much I'm so excited to have you. Here. I'm like nervous. It's I'm such a fan. It's crazy when you look at somebody online and you follow them and you're like, oh my gosh. So, I feel the same way it's about like my girl guests. fanning when I got here. So yeah. I feel the same way. I, I and I'm I'm humbled and I, I appreciate you um sharing that love because you know, when you look at people that inspire you and then they turn around and tell you that you inspire them, like, that's beautiful. So, For sure. you know, I've been, I've been watching you since I tell you. I'm a fun. So, let's just dig right into it. Um, your journey with mental health. You know, you recently were diagnosed with PTSD mm-hmm. in your, like, your mid-30s, yeah. right? Um, so, what was that yeah. like? being diagnosed with a mental health issue as such a, like, I don't want to say late because we the same age, sis, but, you know, in mm-hmm. this in this age that you're in. The wild part is that growing up, you know, I'm Dominican and Puerto Rican, so growing up in Latin households, it's it's almost taboo to talk about, oh. you know, depression and what do you mean you're, you better shake that off and, you know, go and, it, it was something that, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Little beep up or one, you'll be fine. Um, <laughs> but growing up, it was it, it was something that we didn't talk about. Um, if I'm very honest with myself, my struggles with depression and um, overall just dealing with my mental health started, I would say around the age of four. If, wow. If I'm honest with myself, um, you know my my story with my abandonment issues and stuff like that stems from issues with my mom. You know, back in the days of, you know, parents couldn't come here with their children, you know, from their native country. I was born in the Dominican Republic. My mom had to, you know, leave my brother and I there for about a year and change. I was only four years old. Wow. Um, I was left in the custody of my grandmother, who is amazing. Yeah. But there were, like, 
30 other cousins that were there and at four years old it's it's just a very delicate age to be without your mom yeah without that and, like um, centralized yeah. attention from a parent for sure mm-hmm. and if you know if i'm honest with myself and through therapy now i've discovered that those you know long periods of sadness and those uh feelings of inadequacy have have been something that i've struggled with my whole life wow um, so it's like so being diagnosed and having this uh going through this therapy was it something where like Things that happened in the past was like, oh, that's why. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, definitely, once you get to a certain place in your healing and you're committed to it, Mm. you get to a place where you start being very honest with yourself and you start connecting those dots. And I'm at a point now where it's like, I would get triggered and I would not understand why. Yeah, I would you not understand, understand what's going on. Why is that bothering me? What like, is I happening? No um, and then I would start like, okay, let me, where did this start? And why do I feel this way? Mm-hmm. And um, the PTSD diagnosis uh, came much later. I was 36, 37 when I was diagnosed mm-hmm. with PTSD. Um, I got married very young um, and I was, you know, I, I was... 19 when I got married, my ex-husband was um, older than I was, definitely yeah, a lot more that's, experienced. That sounds was, very the huge. Exactly. Right. Um, I was entirely sheltered growing up, so, you know, it's, my mom laughs now because I tell her, you know, I thought he was, like, you know, my knight in shining armor, but mm-hmm. he was, like, an idiot in tinfoil. <laughs> <He> was- <laughs> and I was entirely enamored. The first guy, you know, growing up in a very yeah. strict household, the first guy that came along with a ring, I was like, wait, you mean I, I get to like not live with <laughs> You nerds? mean I Let's get go. to leave here? Exactly. And You're um, taking me with you. That's exactly what I did. I, right. I ran off. Um, you know, I, I, I did everything right. You know, I'm right. sure that I went to college and I got my education and I didn't leave my house until I was engaged and mm. everything by my parents' standards of what's right. Um, mm. And then my, you know, my ex-husband was very abusive, um, very controlling. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of aspects of his life that I didn't find out about until after Later we were married on. and I was with a child. Um, and he was also, you know, fighting his own demons. He had a very, very, very severe heroin addiction. Wow. Um, more stuff. <laughs> more yeah, surprises than I didn't find out. It was a lot to unpack. It was a lot. And I just, um, I didn't understand to make that long story short, he ended up committing suicide. We were together for about six oh and a half years. Oh my God. He ended up committing suicide um, after a very, very volatile relationship. Um, him leaving in the midst of his own, you know, obvious yeah. issues brought up more abandonment issues. And that's when I started trying to figure out, like, okay, something's not right. Like, So did his, did this happen? This, him doing this, was this something that triggered your PTSD alongside with the DV? Now, from what from what we understand now with uh, the therapy and stuff that I've done, that the abandonment issues stem from my relationship with my with my mom. Right. But the PTSD has a lot to do with the things that I endured in that relationship. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you so. want as a mother of three? Now, um, what do you want your children to learn about mental health through your own testimony? More than anything, um, I'm on a personal mission mm-hmm. uh, to break what I now see as generation generational curses. Um, right. Gotta break those. Um, I, I'm a mom of three. I have two boys and, and one girl. And my boys are my life. They're 10 years... All my children are five years apart. So my oh, boys cool. are my bookends. They're like 10 and, you know... Well, now they're 17 and 7. But um, my daughter, it's... I see so much of myself, especially in her. And I am 
on this mission to make sure that everything that I endured, you know, as a child growing up, everything that was missing in my relationship with my mom, you know, I want to make sure that if, if I don't know how to bridge those gaps, that at the very least seek, you know, uh, support, therapy, yeah. advice, support. Right. Um, and more than anything, that I let her know that between us, there will always be a safe space. Mm. I didn't have that growing up. Right. I didn't have the ability to speak to my mother openly. To this day, my mother is an amazing, amazing woman. She is great with boys. Um, she's just different when it comes to girls. And I, I'm sure know, that that's, that has to stem from, like, you know, trauma that she dealt with. And it does affect the relationships that she has with For women. Sure. You know? For sure. Yeah. And that's something that, again, through my therapy, she found, like, her yeah. own healing because she didn't understand why. It was so hard for her to have a relationship with her daughter. And then one day we just started talking and it's like, oh, my racist grandmother, your mom. Yeah, she treated you a certain way. Well, that's why you don't know how to. Yeah. You know, if if you're not taught, then you don't know. You know, when you know better, you do better. So. But it's beautiful that although it's not your battle for her to figure that out, you still were able to, you know, point her in a direction through your own healing. Um, I mean, we're getting there. Good. You know, it's, it's still, there's still a lot of denial. And I think that a lot of, you know, a lot of, I think that's like an old school person. Like they just set in their ways and it's so hard for them to sometimes like, it's that old, older person pride type of thing. So it's like admitting that I was wrong, you know, for sure is like, I remember I was 12 years old. The very first time my mom took me to a therapist because she was like, I do not understand why we don't get along. Oh, and wow. she was cool with the therapist until like the third session when the therapist was like, uh, ma'am, I'm going to need you to check yourself too. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I know, we're not going back to that guy. That guy has no clue what he's doing. Oh, the minute yes. that she started being told. Like no accountability. None at all. Yeah. Um, so it's still, it's still a struggle now because I still do see, you know, in her relationship with my daughter, I still see like little inklings of what our relationship yeah. used to be like. So it's it's an all it's like family lingering. healing thing now. Yeah. So, um, but at least we're all committed, you know, to to doing so, to healing that way, and at least now she understands, you know, whether she knew what she was doing or not. She right. understands that whether she meant to or not, there was a lot of damage. Damage was, done. Yeah. yeah. So now we're getting there. I'm sure that this is how you know poetry kind of plays a part in this healing process for yourself, but you. You've been writing for a long time, but you took the step into getting onto the stage a little bit later on um, than a lot of poets. And I very we have a very similar story because I've been writing for twenty years, but I didn't start step on stage till like six years ago. Oh wow! So you know, for you, what made you finally say, "I've been writing this long. Let me get on stage." Um. I remember when I first started writing, I was, I was eight, nine, the very first time that I remember actually realizing that I wrote something that affected somebody else. Mm. I gave it to a, like a friend of mine or something in class and she was so touched by it. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> it's, I was just telling my well, story. Where are these feelings reason, coming from? Right. And I'm like, get it together, girl. And, um, then I realized like, wow, okay. So even though it's my story, I can still tell my story and Mm -hmm. have other people relate to it and um since I can remember my goal was just let me tell my story 
right. not only as a way to heal myself, but to let other people know that they're not alone in going through certain emotions and mm-hmm. certain experiences. And um, then one day I lost a bet to my then best friend who was like, you know what, we went, actually we went to Smoking Words. Yes. Um, this was March 2018. And I remember it was like, okay, well, you know what, if you lose this bet, then you have to perform. And I'm like, child, you know I'm not performing. Like, there's no way I'm going to get on that stage. And uh, I, I lost. And um, I actually had a year to, to do my part and actually get on stage. Wow, she gave and, you a lot um, of time. That's a, a very year. generous friend. Um, he yeah well yeah he was like all right you 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 got a year and then November came along and I was at Smoking Words again I had never gone back I went in March didn't go back again serendipity as I'm telling you um <laughs> but I ended up there and I was so nervous yes and I felt so out of place because there were so many young talented artists and I'm like I am old as all heck I have no <laughs> business on anybody's stage especially I'm up there knees shaking like Bambi it was oh so my terrible gosh. um. But once I finally like stopped shaking and I got the piece out, it was, it was such like a peaceful feeling. Right. And it was so amazing to have people be like, wow, you know what? It's crazy that I heard you say that because I've been through something similar. Right. And it kind of made me realize that getting on a stage was a way to like amplify my voice, if you will. Um, of course, social media is amazing, but it's, it's a completely different experience when you have that connection yeah, on stage. Yeah, in person. Yeah. The energy is definitely different. It, oh, my god, It's so hard to translate it into a virtual. It really is. But, but you know, we I, try. I, I we hate try. it, hate it. But I love it. You know? Right, um, right, right. So I have a random question for you. If you could go on vacation with a celebrity, who would it be and where would you go? Wow. So we're not ready for that. Um, <laughs> let's see. Curveball. All right, so hmm. I'm a Taurus, right? So I'm all about luxury. When people right? start so, on their side, like, you know, you know, <laughs> you know. Some bullshit, right? No. So I'm a Taurus. We love luxury and comfort. So I would definitely want to go somewhere tropical because I, I love New York. Has my heart for the rest of my life, but I will be damned if I ever end up living somewhere cold again. I cannot do it. So somewhere tropical for sure, and um. Dead or alive, or just celebrity, matter, any, any okay. celebrity. Um, let's see, let me not get myself in trouble. Um, I think I would want to go with. Um, I think I would want to go with. Uh, my gosh, I'm trying to Michelle Michelle Manmon. That's her name. She's a she's a Dominican poet. Yeah. Um, started off as a model, kind of stumbled into poetry, and she has kind of just evolved. Her writing has evolved and. She doesn't care that a lot of people don't know who she is. Right. Um, she's so honest and transparent in her writing and so unapologetic in her story that that has been so inspirational for me. So okay. I think I would want to do that. A poet. She's going to go would, on vacation with a poet. Yeah. Who's killing it in the business. Who's killing scene. it. So and I want to learn from that. They're going to go somewhere tropical. Please. Like, what? An, I don't know, Hawaii? Um, Bora I mean, Bora? Sure. Let's, let's <laughs> she go. said, "Sure, um, we sure. out." <laughs> I I'm dying to do the U.S. Virgin Islands. So oh, I was great. just there. I saw. I was living vicariously through your pictures. It was beautiful. Um, but uh, something about that crystal clear water. Oh, you know, yeah, it's so like heaven on earth. I would want. So to I know you have a poem for us. I do. All right. <laughs> Gonna share, right? 
<sighs> sure. Yay! <laughs> okay, we'll be right back with a performance from I'm so excited I got both my kids' appointments to get their hair done at Shining Star Kid Salon in Brooklyn, New York. The best part is, I get to pick up a couple of my favorite natural hair products like their Fearless Edge Control, ooh, or their Fearless Hair Oil, and these are just some of my favorite products to style my hair with. Head over to ShiningStarKidSalon.com to order from their line of natural products the whole family can enjoy, or make an appointment if you're in town. Use code JROSE20 at checkout for 20% off your online purchase. Keep growing! I went from giddiness and tears of joy to being your punching bag, your toy. I sit and stare at this blank page and once again I feel this rage. I wonder when I reach this stage. This stage of pain and hurt and sorrow, this stage that leads to no tomorrow and as these tears roll down my face I hold no class, no poise, no grace. The solid temple that I once was from your abuse has now collapsed and things change. I remember our beginnings. I always will and don't get me wrong, I love you still, but I'm sick and tired of the same old song and those loving feelings from you are gone. Our arguments now have no end. My broken heart, you're yet to mend. I've become a constant, a permanent peace and thinking she won't leave me keeps you at ease. But I'm tired now. It's time to move on. Those lonely days will soon be gone. This constant pain around me won't last because I'm not afraid. That one one is your emergency police, fire, arrest. Please, I need your help. I don't care. You need to leave. Get out! He said he's going to kill five people. His anger is, is out of control. Wouldn't you want to be there for Hold on, ma'am. Are you safe? When is the initial start date? We'll give you a call. When are you gonna grow up and start acting like an adult? He's crazy! Sometimes you've gotta celebrate when life sucks. This segment is brought to you by Gent and Scholar. Welcome back to the J Rose Experience. I'm your host, J Rose. I'm here with my second guest. He is a poet, a cheesecake aficionado, okay? He fell in love with words at the age of nine and after experiencing a life-changing medical situation has turned everything around into one of the most inspiring stories I've ever heard on the show and I'm so honored to have him here. And we are blessed to have you here, King. So please, please welcome Nair. Welcome. I'm super excited because we've been like talking. And I mean, I don't know what I'm more excited about, the poetry or the cheesecake. But let's talk about the cheesecake. Oh my God, I said cheesecake. Let's talk about the poetry first. I'm mad hyped. I should have just been sitting here eating it like... This is not your no. anyway. Um, so one of the things about your story that you shared with me that was like extremely powerful. Um, you, I, I told you, you know, I wasn't joking. Your, your story pulled some emotional heartstrings. Right. Um, you went through at the age of seventeen. You went through a life changing 
medical situation, you were diagnosed with a brain tumor, right, on your mm-hmm. cerebellum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously you had to have surgery. Yeah. And you had to learn how to walk and talk. Mostly like walk. Basically like the cerebellum, it controls your motor skills. So oh, so it was walking. And like basically like they'll be like, move your right arm. And I accidentally moved my left. Mm. So now I have to like literally focus onto moving each part of my body until it's like breathing again. So right. That's what I had to go through. So you were introduced to writing at a very early age, at the yeah. age of like nine by your father. Yeah. Right? Yeah. How now fast forward to this age of being seventeen and okay. now you you're using this writing outlet to kind of heal through this situation. But how did that help with your relationship with your father? Well, my dad, he was like the main focal point of raising me. So my dad always been there in my life. So um, he just, like when it was times where it was hard for me to communicate about our emotions, because my dad, he taught me nothing but masculinity. I ain't really mm. have the feminine side to show me that it's okay to express your emotions. Yeah. So my dad was like, oh, we're men, you know, we don't cry, this and that. But at the same time, he never expressed his emotions. I never expressed mine because I'm falling off his teachings. Of course. And it got to a point that my dad was like, man, just write down what you feel. Mm. So he taught me how to rhyme. Dr. Seuss style. Cat. Oh, really? Yeah. And then after that, I started to fall in love with the words. Like how small words can mean so much and how big words can mean so such like something small. Exactly. Yeah. So that's basically how it started. And then on top of that, the music that he had me listening to, Dungeon Family, Goody Mob, Outkast. Mm. All oh, that. all the bangers, all the yeah. classic golden era of hip hop. Exactly. That's what I that's where my music came from. And then over the time when I started uh writing and I started doing music, people said I sound like pop. And then I was like Oh, Okay, <laughs> I listen to Outkast, but I sound like Pac. Okay, yeah, I guess <laughs> I've listened to some of your stuff, and you definitely give the Pac vibes. Thanks. Like, yeah, <laughs> sure. Even like your delivery and your voice, um, right. which is you know great to be compared. You you know if and if you if you were trash, you would be compared to a trash Tupac, but you're not, right? So <laughs> yeah, like yeah, being yeah. compared to Tupac is like an honor. It's, you yeah. are a dope writer. Um. How did you use writing to kind of get you through going through like all that physical therapy? Like I'm sure oh. were you going through like depression and things like that at that yeah. age? Like basically just to lead up to the um all the way up to the surgery, like in my mind I was in a very dark spot mm-hmm. in my life and I'm like I was a coward to even take away my own life. So in my head I'm like, maybe I won't make it out of this surgery. Mm. So I can just be gone. Yeah, I'm tired. Yeah. I'm exhausted. This is my escape goal. Yeah. And when I woke up from the anesthesia, I was upset. I'm like, <laughs> you didn't. You're like, my, why? Yeah, when well, you didn't take my life, I've been suffering all this time, all my life. I've been going through so much, and you just, you just Keep let me. me here. Yeah. So the music was me venting because I knew if nobody else would listen to me, the music was there. Right. If nobody would listen to me. My pen and my pad was there. The poetry was all there, so that was my time to talk to myself mm-hmm. the whole entire time writing, and then my dad took the notepad away because I couldn't write when I was in the hospital because I was straining myself, so oh. it was a lot going on, so it, oh. was, 
It was too much. They had me go. They had me going through everything. They was like, they were taking you through the roller coaster, right? Yeah, it took my phone away, took my pen, oh, my no. pad, put, just taking everything. Everything I used to write with, they just took it away. I'm just like, y'all killing me. <laughs> so, um, what what advice do you have for people that may be dealing with, you know, severe medical issues or severe mental health issues, um, at a very young age? Mm. Um. My advice is that your plan is already written, mm-hmm. and you don't know what's going to happen in life. Right. You don't know how certain things are going to be manifested towards you. So what I say to people is that for those who are going through it, tighten up them gloves and keep fighting. Mm. Life is a dirty game. Like no matter what, you're going to get mud on yourself. Mm-hmm. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be mad. It's okay to be sad. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, do all that you need to do. All that crying and being mad. Get after you get done with that. Get up, brush yourself off, get your cleats. Cause you know this world is a dirty game and it's right. time to get back in the game. Mm-hmm. So I say keep fighting, no matter what you do. Just keep fighting. Yeah. So, don't take the easy way. Nah, don't take that. Don't take the cow's way. So. Not like this cheesecake, right? <laughs> I've been I've been waiting for it. <laughs> um, I just think it's really dope when the creative people have skills that, mm. you know, are also creative and sometimes people don't look at it in that way, right? So like baking is 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 a dope art, yeah. you know, and cheesecake like come on. Yeah. So what got you into that? Um, that's funny. So, base I work with kids. Um, I've been working with kids for thirteen years now. Um, and I'm now working with teenagers. Oh, so nice. one of my teens, uh, she she called me out. She was like, "Let's do a cook off." Oh. And I'm like, she wants to smoke. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, okay, what, what you want to do? And right. I said, I'm gonna let you choose what you want to what you want to make. And she's like, let's make cheesecake. And I'm like. Okay. Have you ever made cheesecake before that? No, no absolutely not. not. Really? So I had to do a lot of research. And then when I saw people doing like the frozen ones, I'm like, okay, everybody doing that. But then when I saw the baking one, I'm like, this, yeah. is, this is intriguing. How can I do it like this? So we were in the competition. Um, For any of my people who see this, I'm going to let y'all know this right now. I know y'all sabotage me during <laughs> Did you lose the competition? I didn't even lose. They purposely tied us so we can cook out, so we can cook again. Oh, they tricked y'all. <laughs> you got got it. Yes. Yo, that was crazy. Like one of my partners was like, "Yo, you vote for him, and I'm gonna vote for her, and we gonna tie it." And when I found out, oh my goodness, we was we was going at it. That it is crazy. so funny. Yeah. So you de- de- and how did that develop into a passion? Because it could have just been like a one-time thing and you'd been like, all right, that's it. Right. Like at first, you know, after the cook-off, you know, I started to make the cheesecake again just to see, because with me, I'm a, uh, I'm not a perfectionist, but I like to get as close as I can. Yeah. You know, so you I just, experimenting. Yeah. So right. I started experimenting and then to a point where I was like, okay, there's a science to this. So I got to figure out this science. Yes. Baking is literally science. Yeah. So Cooking with, is science. Right. Like with the cheesecake, with my ingredients, which I'm not going to tell. Oh, damn. 
Mm-mm. I was listening. I was waiting, like hoping he. You got you got my heart raising because you you from New York, right? We 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 slick with it. And you from New York, right? Yeah, I'm from New York. So y'all y'all cheesecake kind of sewers up there. So I need a. Yeah, we got we got um juniors. We got cheesecake factory as far as like the commercial ones, but you know there's also a lot of local bakers that mm-hmm. are like really talented. See, that's why I'm scared. <laughs> but basically, what I did, I started cooking. <laughs> I started trying different things, and then I finally figured out how not to crack the cheesecake, how for it to Ooh. come out perfectly. All that yeah, stuff. it cracks because you're taking it from hot to cold too fast. And also, there's another thing: you when people beat the eggs too much, Ooh. it causes air pockets. That's mm. another thing that a lot of people see. Don't know. Okay, we got a little trick. I got something out of him, guys. <laughs> he ain't gonna give us the ingredients, of but he put not. us on. Don't <laughs> overbeat your eggs. Don't overbeat them, yo. Don't do it. it have a big crack in the middle. It's over. Should I pause that? Nah, I don't pause that. <laughs> don't overbeat your eggs. <laughs> but yeah, so then next thing you know, I started like cutting up little samples and all that. And they were like, man, you need to sell these. Really? And I was like, let's just see. Yeah. Started selling them. Next thing you know, I haven't even been doing, I haven't even been selling them for a whole year. Really? Yeah. People know you for your cheesecake. Let me tell you. <laughs> Because when people ask me who's going to be on the show and I mentioned, oh, yeah, I'm going to be interviewing Nair, people was like, oh, his cheesecake. And I was like, yeah, I can't wait. Not even the poetry, no music, I know, the, just the no, cheesecake. It was like, nah, it was like, this is the exact order. Yo, that cheesecake, I mean, he's a fire poet too, but that cheesecake, like... Go they, straight to the cheesecake. They went back to the cheesecake. Um, now, like, would you ever see yourself, like, owning a, a cheesecake-like themed space that you could also do poetry in i would i wouldn't mind um collaboration with other restaurants bringing my cheesecakes and all that stuff i don't know if i would do a restaurant i'll probably do like a food truck or like an ice mm. cream truck with cheesecake cheesecake truck and going up and down the neighborhood and you could make the theme song for it see you know where we at you see? Know where we at. see this is what happens when creatives get together yes. <laughs> yes. i love it i love it i love it all right, so I have a weird question for you. Mm. Well, it's not weird. You know me. I'm just different. But if you had to bake a cake mm. for Obama's birthday, oh, Lord. what kind of cake, what flavor cake would you bake? Now, side note, Obama's birthday is the same as mine. So you see where I'm going with this. <laughs> <laughs> Obama mm. wants a cake for his birthday. Yeah. What kind of cake would you make him? I'm not gonna lie. Of course, it's gonna be cheese. But what type of cheesecake? That's interesting. Yeah. What would you? What would so you if it's Obama, it? it's Obama. I'm gonna throw him off. I'm gonna cook because, of course, I'm from the south. Uh, I'll make a creme brulee sweet potato pie cheesecake. Creme brulee. Sweet potato pie cheesecake. cheesecake. That's like three. I did four, but it's three desserts <laughs> in one. Yeah. That sounds bomb. Yeah. So when you make the cake for Obama, right? Um, you could just drop it off at my house because oh, we have the same birthday, so it's the same. Like oh, I could okay. just eat it for him. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm glad we're on the same page now, you're uh, like, this works. Yeah, See? I just got to figure a way to get to New York. Don't worry, we gonna, we're going to figure it out. I'll come back out here. Okay, Just bad. make the cake. 
All right. <laughs> All right. But, you know, I do want you to show off your lyrical skills because you are way more than a cheesecake baker. You are a poet and an amazing lyricist. So, would you please share some of your stuff with us? Most definitely. All right. Amazing. We'll be right back with a performance by Nair. Whether it's tax season, the holidays, or whatever falls in between, you want to make sure that you're being smart with your money. So go visit my girl, Queen Candace at the Queen Blueprint to learn how to gain your financial freedom. You could get a personalized debt payoff plan, a full financial overview, and learn to repair your relationship with money. Smarter Money Moves are waiting for you at www.thequeenblueprint.com or call 877-387-BLUE. Use code JROSE20 for 20% off of all our financial services. Get on that love high, yeah, she love faded. Hustle fiends, we see green, but we never jaded. Private beach, curly feet, she getting sun kicks. Love it when she come alive, when that sun hit. Season up with time, watch her intimate side. Supply me with a shine, queen, you so sublime. Like Clement times, I peel back your mind. I'm a safety, you I'm flexible, how you want me inside. Licking by your cellulite, so on view of your third eye. Giving you the nastiest, sharing some zen and wine. Put a bag in your bag and invest it into your grind. God made a masterpiece, I'm drawn closer to what's divine. Kiss you from your crown, trucker to your roots. Alkaline, bless, quench me with your yami juice. Electrify your spirit, fell in love with your soul. Or your dad need you to slide when we trying to reach the throne. <laughs> I'm a safety, yo. I take your plate to go that hold all the burdens engraved into the stones of your inner palace. Your eyes speak a lovely ballad. Transfer knowledge from your lips so I can quench my palate. Never thought I'd ever see a queen inside the emerald tablet. Found you through the rose-colored glasses. Goddess, fountain full of passion. That liquid love that filled my cup. Let me walk with you, walk with you through your chakras. Understand your spirit to love you proper. Even though I'm lost by your skin because it's copper. Show you all of me without the armor is the only mission. Please your intuition. Yeah, that's my attention. Soul tied to you keeps me from tripping. Aroused by your mind and how you God gifted the way your love come down. Yeah. talk about success and support and what does that look like because it means something different to everybody so and it's important to have these conversations because knowing what success and support looks like to artists helps us be able to do more for them right so for you guys let's start with support what does that look like to you um i mean i'm, I'm my year was like Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Um, to be honest with me, it can it can be something as simple as 
especially in the world of social media, it's it's a lot easier now to have somebody like comment and repost something that you know that you've done. It literally costs you nothing to do that. Um, so that to me is one of the biggest ways to support an artist right now. Mm -hmm. um, of course, financial assistance is always great, but um, if you don't have it to contribute financially, right? Spread the word. Literally spread that person's word, and you know it's mm. it's definitely a way to get new you know new followers and um, have more people be touched by your story. So yeah, I think that's the best way. Right. Yeah. How about you? What's important to you as far as support? Um, I can't say the same thing as she did. Right. Um. <laughs> I'm playing. <laughs> um, I I fully agree. Um, support. Support is basically like those who definitely always show you love. Um, and they just constantly like saying like just little stuff the little stuff that be like you're doing great mm. keep grinding keep doing yeah. what you are doing that right there shows that they are your support columns that's holding you up the mm -hmm. whole entire time and of course you know you can say family as well but also those who say they love you they say they love your music they say they love your artistry they say they love your poetry those are your family as well mm. so blood isn't always family all right. the time mm. you know right. what i'm saying that's... so those people who say they love you are also your blood as well. So I say everyone who always with you, always supporting you, always um, on you, letting you know like, hey, I love you. I love your artistry. I love your poetry. I love your music. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm basically saying that you are a blessing to me. Right. And I'm happy It's for like you. those words of affirmation exactly. to kind of like remind you that you are on the right path. Exactly. So do you think that your idea your view of what support looks like is tied into like your love language and like how you understand <clears throat> excuse me how you understand love um in a way i would say so like my primary love language is physical touch um but who doesn't like to hear you know those words of encouragement of mm. you're doing good you're doing great um I do agree with what 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 means that because it is so wild to me. I've discovered that you will get at least in my specific case, I seem to get more traction and more support with people that are not family. That are you not are family. not the only. Is it no? Okay. No, you are um, not the only one. I have yeah. strangers that I have never met in my life that are like, oh my god, your work is so great. When is your book coming out? And then I have to be like, Mom, did, did you ever? <laughs> nobody? Nobody? Okay, I don't know what I do. Okay. Right. So, right. yeah, it's it's definitely, um, I agree, it's definitely important to have a, you know, circle of people that, not yes men, because right. you do need your people that are going to tell you yeah. that's kind of whack, or, you know, you need to do that over, or, you know. That's support, um, too. Yeah. It definitely yeah, yeah. is. Yeah. It is definitely support as well. Um, But, yeah, you definitely do need, um, you know those people around you and it's definitely tied into my love language to have people tell me hey you know what i that was pretty deep that you know or, or that I was felt that, that touch i felt right mm -hmm. to, to have somebody connect it means a lot yeah because it, it ties in with my purpose right as far as right. why i write so so yeah. for, even for me like i think that um like holding me accountable to certain things is also showing me support because mm. if you know that i have a a goal to get somewhere and do something and mm -hmm. I've been working hard and then you see me slacking um, by like just sitting back and letting me slack and then just it's like you wait you watching me fall and right. fail I think that when someone steps in and says hey you know yo you're fucking up like you gotta get your shit together Jay yeah. 
you know, somebody telling me something like that is for me super supportive because it it shows that like they really do have like my growth and my, you know, me achieving my goals in their best interest. Mm-hmm. You know, and you hit the nail with the yes man. Like I'm not a yes person, right? Let me put pollute. I'm not a yes person. Yeah. Like, all right. No, PC. PC. Um, but you know, all day. Cheesecake. But you know, I I will be that person when people come to me and they want like my feedback on something. I'm like, are you sure you want my right. feedback? Because I'm not going to hype you up if it's not good. Right. And at the end of the day, it's not going to be good to me. Mm-hmm. So are you sure you want like? How much do you really value my opinion? How much does it really mean? Because some people can give you advice on things and you could be like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Right. And you're not even going to listen. Right. Yeah. You know? Um, now, as far as, like, success, you know, what moment, what needs to happen for you to sit back on your chair at the end of the day and say, this was a successful day? Mm. Um... With spoken word, like I, I haven't closed that door completely, mm-hmm. but I am entirely satisfied with what I was able to accomplish in the year and a half that I really focused right. on. Right. Um, I think that I that moment of, okay, I'm proud of myself. Like I, I think I can comfortably close this chapter and be okay with it. Came when, um, 2019, I ended up. Uh, Producing, I guess we call that, uh, an event for Loud on 7th, which was this huge music oh, festival nice. that went on oh. here um, in Ymore City. Um, and it was like the only poetry event that took place. And people were literally like standing outside of the venue, couldn't get oh, in. Like, standing house. In the first was event. It was so crazy. And I remember I, my, my business partner and I, we ended up hosting, doing the door, performing, um, it was that you know, comes with it, it was everything and I remember at the end of that night I sat back and I'm like if I never do this again I'll be okay <laughs> because it was so much but I felt accomplished but you did it again I'm gonna do it again this year I'm back See, on the board like... <laughs> not on 7th is coming back September um, 9th through 12th so be on the lookout for that Ebor City is gonna be ooh lit. I'm gonna have but to come back shameless plug yes please do we'll talk um, but <laughs> yes there's gonna be another poetry uh, event um, that's gonna be taking place there I'm super excited to be working with the board on that as well um, See, but I'm here for as the far growth. as my writing I think that moment where you know where I, I will feel accomplished will come when I'm reading like the, you know, that cover page, or I'm reading the acknowledgments or the, the thank you section to my kids. Aww. I think that when my children are holding like, you know, the right now I'm still waiting on artwork. Um, but as soon as I get that, that's really the only missing piece. And I think that when Aww. my children are sitting back holding my book and they understand that this is, this is what mommy went through to be as whole as she tries to be on the day for you. Yeah. When I get to that point and my children have that like in their hand, I feel like I will have immortalized my whole experience in writing and for sure. That'd be it. After that I can I can just do all this development for the rest of my life. Yeah. And help other people. But that's I think that for me that's success. That's gonna be success. How about you, Nair? What what's gonna tell (laughs) Nair what's what's gonna make Nair say, I'm successful? Uh me, I'm a very humble person. Um like for me to say if I what hmm. see it's <laughs> like wait see? with me I say that just to make someone smile 
And even if it's just by words, like with me, my mission every time when I write is to change at least one person. Right. Even if it's the same person. I don't care if it's a bunch of people that don't like my stuff. It changed that one person. I'm actually perfectly fine when it comes to my writing because I know I'm telling a lot of stories and a lot of people don't know a lot of my writings is actually based off of other people that I know personally. Mm. And I actually was like, hey, is it okay for me to write about you? If I share something like this, yeah. Yeah, and they'd be like, sure. And then when I write it and show them, they'd be like, I can't even believe you was able yeah, to Yeah, I was going to ask, like, how do those people feel, like, you translating their experience with your words? I can tell you this. I feel like an evil scientist when it comes to that because <laughs> I tell them, I'm like, I'm not going to lie to you. I know a part of your story, but I need your pain. Yeah, you, you tap <laughs> I, into I, that. Yeah, I need your tears. I need your pain. I need all of that. So whatever you can give me out of the emotional side, you have to... Feed it to me. Yeah. But if it's just like me alone and I'm just writing some stuff, if I feel it, you know, it's all about feeling. Like, I can write anything when it comes to, it could be lyrical, it could be basic, but if I don't have that feeling like, oh, that felt good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, I don't feel the success out of that particular You don't particular feel the success work. out of that. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, yeah, it does look different. For me, I just feel like, at the end of the day, like, I want my kids to be proud of me. You know, I want them to look back and say, wow, all these times that, you know, she may not have been present because she was focused on, like, building this right. this platform and building this community. But look at what she did with that. Mm-hmm. And I want, it to, I want it to be something that, you know, they can say, no matter what they want to pursue in life, they can say, I know that to get what I want, I know that I have to make certain sacrifices. And I know that... I shouldn't feel guilty for making mm. those sacrifices because look at where I can be. Look at what yeah. I have the potential to, to have. Yeah. Um, sacrifices are a must. Yeah. Sure. They Respect. play a part in everything. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so, you guys uh, want to play a game? I'm down. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's time for Off the Top, our segment where we pick a randomly selected game. And we rock out, we get creative, we laugh, we play, and we never know what's going to happen. So, Nair, mm. <laughs> since you so go with the flow, why don't you do the honors and select a game? I'm going to grab this one because it's ducked off. It's ducked off. <laughs> what do you mean? Yes! <laughs> this is a favorite game of the show. We will be right back with our meme cards and stick around. All right. I've given you everything you've asked for and then some. tonight. I'm out busting my ass every night to make sure that you live more than comfortably. You ask if I'm sleeping with someone else. Are we doing this right now? I'm not going to be sitting up here arguing with you. This segment is brought to you by the Rose Garden Event. 
And we are back. We are ready. We got our meme cards and we're going to play What Do You Mean? So I'm going to read a scenario to our guests and they're going to show me the meme that best fits the scenario. The funniest meme gets the point. Mm. All right. Well, I was about to show you my card. Never mind. <laughs> never mind. He said, never mind. This is a competition. Yeah. All right. All right. When you thought someone was chill, but then you see them put ketchup on their pasta. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> you mean y'all both be in the kitchen, so y'all know how to... <laughs> I'm going to read the scenario one more time. Right. When you thought someone was chill, but then you see them put ketchup on their pasta. Ladies first. What you got? Ladies first. Like, <laughs> <laughs> sir, what are we doing? <laughs> oh, I don't really think I can beat that. <laughs> what, what about you? Man, I had this one. <laughs>
I'd be mad. I'd be like, yo, why y'all don't tell me I sound like that? Are you ready? No, I'll let you go. You go. Nah, you won the last one. Go ahead. <laughs> real life. <laughs> this is real life. This is me all day. I Listen, I think every artist can relate. There's something about their artist. For sure. For sure. That's crazy. Sure. That's my that one. Yo, so, yeah. That's crazy. Damn. That's a tie. That's a tie. That's all a tie. Right. We're going to put this one in the middle. Right, that's right. a tie. Because that's both the same face. Uh, I think I can win with these last. I think I can win with these last three. Okay, okay. Um. (laughs) Yo, these cards be out. They be so disrespectful. (laughs) When you catch a reflection in the store window and realize being born was a huge mistake. (laughs) Well, damn. Right. Out of pocket. Like how you coming for me? (laughs) Like that. me though so when you catch your reflection and you realize being born was a huge mistake oh dang okay um (laughs) (laughs) yeah he definitely got that because i don't know who my man complaining to but why must things be his way i like it i like it too (laughs) it's going through it listen he could God, yeah, somebody. Yeah, yeah. He complaining to somebody. Oh, God. That was hilarious. Right. Okay, how many we got left? Okay, we got two. All right, all right. I think I got this. <laughs> oh, I yeah, think we... You got some good ones. Sure. That last one threw me off. I was like, I, <laughs> I don't know. Uh-huh. Okay. You you, you got to get this one because you are mom. Okay. He's like, oh, you said it, yo. That's crazy. Okay. That face you make while helping your son look for his Halloween candy you ate last night. Oh, I got this. I got this all day. This is actual factual. This is me all day. Yeah. Same question again. (laughs) That face you make while helping your son look for his Halloween candy you ate last night. Amazing. 
I'm so glad you think you're playing with me, guys. Um, I have one last question that I ask every single guest. Don't mm. worry about cleaning up. This is my house. I got it. Don't okay. worry. Yeah, you guys are the guests. Um, I have this. I'm a strong believer that creative people are like superheroes. We do things. We create things. And people have no idea how we do it. Um, we're special. Mm. So what is your superpower? See, he keeps doing this, right? <laughs> Where he buys himself time by looking at me. Um, and I'm calling it like, you. Okay. Mr. Sabotage. Um, right, sabotaging me. I see you. Um, let's see. I, I think my superpower is being able to... I'm not very good at expressing myself verbally. So I think that lyrical expression would mm. be my superpower. Like I can like written. I mean, right? Like actually writing it down. I'm not very good at like talking about feelings and stuff. But I will write. Uh, yeah, I can, yeah, I can write that. So I think being able to express myself uh, in writing would yeah. be would be mine. Right. Mm. Oh. And you, sir? Besides making cheesecakes. I know, right? <laughs> this is crazy. Oh, um, she said hers too fast. <laughs> He didn't have enough time to think. Not at all. <laughs> he was thinking about the next cheesecake recipe. That's what it was. That's exactly what it was. Guilty. <laughs> um, I feel like my superpower will be um memory maker. Ooh. Making memories with everybody. Okay. I like that. I like that too. Ooh, he got all cerebral on us. You know? Like, no. Okay. okay. Professor X. Are <laughs> <laughs> you? Uh, oh, no, you guys have been amazing. It's been this has been a really fun um, episode. Can you please, before we say goodbye, can you let the audience know where they can find you? Instagram um, at well under blessed serenity underscore that's B L E S S E D S E R E N I T Y underscore and you can find me on Twitter if just don't judge me on what I put on there um, blessed and serene um, that's my Twitter name what is it again blessed and serene okay so yeah there you find go me. let's let's chat people follow follow how about you Nair <laughs> uh, you could definitely follow me on uh, Instagram at underscore Nair N I Y E A R you can also find any of my music or poetry that I may have recorded already on any music platform, Spotify, nice. YouTube, anything like that. So all you got to do is look up Naya in I apostrophe space, Y-E-A-R, and can't wait to see anybody who wants cheesecake. <laughs> I guess you can just hit me up too. <laughs> no, but the cheeks... Hit him up for the cheesecake. Listen, <laughs> I'm about to taste my, the cheesecake. That you I haven't even tasted his cheesecake, well, and I know how she knows about it. Are you That's like, crazy. let me know when you in Tampa, and I'm in Tampa. There you go. Right here. You didn't let me know. <laughs> no, it's been like a year and a half. I think that I've been like scoping his cheesecake. So. Oh wow! Yeah, stock, stock much? No, a little bit. It's <laughs> worth. It's worth. It's worth it. Yes. Well, thank you guys for joining me. Thank you guys for tuning in. Bless Please you. make sure that you subscribe and follow us on the Rose Garden events on Facebook and YouTube. Yeah. You can follow the show on Instagram at J Rose Experience, and you can follow me as your host at My Crumble Thoughts. You guys already know. Mm-hmm. Thank you, and keep growing.
Yeah.